Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 202 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. What's working with social media now for indie retailers with Crystal Velkaitis, founder of Crystal Media? I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I share this fun interview with you, I'm hosting a social hour event during the Gifted Home Market Week in Atlanta. That would be January of 2024, in case you're listening to this episode way into the future. The social hour will be on Thursday, January 18th, 2024 at the Big Kahuna. It's walking distance from the Mart. I really think it's like less than 0.3 miles. Social hours are a really great way to meet other independent retailers in the Savvy Shopkeeper community. If I've learned anything, I've learned how incredibly important it is to be surrounded by like-minded store owners. This shines through in everything we do in Master Shopkeepers. At social hours, you'll connect, you'll find friendly faces, and one of the most fun and beneficial parts of these market social hours is how much we all share with each other about vendors, trends, market promotions, buying tips, all the things. As I record this, I have over 30 people attending, so that's 30 spots taken for this social hour, and we will sell out at 50. So tickets are $35 each. It includes one drink ticket and a really yummy list of appetizers. If you visit the Savvy Shopkeeper website and you click on the shop link in my main menu, you can grab tickets under the events submenu. Or if you visit the show notes for this episode, you'll find the link there. So that's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 202. Okay, so let's get started on the introduction for this podcast episode. I have been following Crystal and Crystal Media for years. I think I started following Crystal early on in my journey as a retailer. So I was really happy to finally meet Crystal in person at the Coastal Connections Conference in October of 2023. Her presentation at the conference was fantastic. And what really stood out to me is how in tune she is with independent retailers. I appreciated one part of her presentation in particular because I found that it was going to be, the content for sure was super helpful for independent retailers now. It was like the secret stuff that we aren't always aware of because social media algorithms can feel so elusive. We spend so much time guessing what will work when we're posting on social media. And I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok in particular. So for this particular interview, I want you to get ready to take notes. If you listened to last week's episode, or if you're on my email list, or if you're in Master Shopkeepers, you know I'll be speaking at Crystal's Marketing Conference. It's called Evolve in April. It's in Denver, Colorado. We'll have this 
conference also linked in the show notes. But I want to mention it again because tickets are still available. And if you use the coupon code SAVVY, S-A-V-V-Y, you'll save $250 on your ticket or tickets if you're buying from more than one person. So the website is crystalmediaco.com slash evolve. But again, we'll have it linked in the show notes for this episode. And this is episode 202. Okay, here's my interview with Crystal. Hi, Crystal. I'm so excited to have you today. I'm really excited for a variety of reasons, and I probably will cover it some of it in the intro. But first, I'd like to kick off by asking you to introduce yourself and tell me about your journey, because you have a podcast called Rooted in Retail, which really indicates that you are rooted in retail. And I want to know the whole story behind it, and I want our listeners to know. Okay. Well, first, I'm so thrilled to be here, Kathy. I am a Savvy Shopkeeper podcast listener, so it's so fun to be a guest. You know, I got started, I kind of fell into the retail industry back in 2010. I had a social media company called Three Elements, and I was managing social media for a lot of different brands. Some were retailers, some were not. And one of my clients was um, like a wholesale promo goods retailer. And he was being mentored by this guy named Ted Teal. And Ted Teal was starting a new software called Snap Retail. And they were looking for people to join their team to launch that software. And so they connected us. I flew out to Atlanta. I went to America's Mart. It was my first time walking America's Mart. And I'm like, what? is this place? Like this, what? I didn't know these things existed. It's just buildings and floors of product. And we sit down and Ted made me a job offer on the spot to essentially buy out my social media business and me join the team. And I did. And so that's how I got into the retail space was my job was to teach social media and help have some social media integration into the software. And I would go to the markets, I would teach. And you fast forward to 2012, I went off on my own and started Crystal Media, my second social media company. And I just stayed working with retailers because this is who I had been helping for a couple of years, loved who I was helping, and they needed a lot of help. Like Social media changes fast. Retailers are in their store working with their customers, ordering, stocking, cleaning. They're doing everything. The last thing they really want to be doing is staying on top of the social media trends and being a social media expert. So I just stayed. And now I've had this company for 11 years. We have a membership. We have members that have been with me the entire time for 11 years because the value and the support. It's an ever-changing industry. I have just the best team. We work with the best people and and get to meet people like you at conferences and and connect. So I'm just really grateful for this industry and, and kind of falling into it. Yeah. I have to say when I started, I think early on, I started following you. So it's been really cool to watch your journey and I, what I really loved was connecting with you at the Coastal Connections Conference last week. 
you did a presentation there, which is what I really want to dig into today. You did a presentation on social media for retailers, but there was a particular part of the presentation that really struck me the most. And it was what's working now on the three popular platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And these are questions I hear my group members or independent retailers in general constantly asking. They'll say, oh, but someone said this and somebody said this number of hashtags and somebody else said this and all of these strategies get thrown around, but no one really knows what's actually working. And I felt like you gave a really clear path to creating a system for all of us on what to focus on for each of the platforms. So I would love for you to share that today if you're okay with that. I totally am. And I feel like if you're listening to this, there's a chance you're going to want to take notes because we will kind of cover a lot. And I also just want to say that I'm going to give you guidelines. I'm going to give you specifically what Instagram has said. Like They did a call with creators and said, here's what you need to be doing. And we rarely see that. So the fact that this platform like pulled back the curtain and let us peek in is pretty powerful. And then for Facebook and TikTok, I'm sharing what I'm seeing working. But I just want to say, if there's something that's working for you, keep doing it. You know, sometimes with social media, well, often testing, we have to test what's resonating, what content is resonating with your audience and really stay true to you. So I just want to give those couple of updates before we dive in. But let's start with Instagram. So Instagram said, They want you posting to your feed, to the grid, every single day. Now, that's when you open up the app and you hit that plus sign and you're going to just post onto your within your feed. This isn't a story. So this could be on your feed, but it could be a reel. It could be an image. It could be a video. It could be a carousel. They want you to be posting every single day. They All of these apps want that because the more content that's on the apps, the more rich the app is, the better experience for everybody who uses the app. So you're posting to your grid every day. One thing I want to add to that is what we're seeing is carousel posts are performing, typically are performing better than any other type of feed post. So a carousel is when you have at least two images where, you know, you're, you know, when you're scrolling on Instagram in the feed and you see those dot, dot, dots below the image or video and you can scroll over and scroll over, that's what a carousel is. So as much as you can with your feed posts, try to at least have two photos. And I think this is really great for retailers because you want to showcase product anyways, right? Like you can have different collections or themes or categories. And so it's shoppable. Make sure you're using that. You'll get, you tend to get better organic reach for those types of posts. I want to add two. Yes, for sure. Take notes. You're going to want to take notes. This was one (laughs) section at the conference that I took a ton of notes on. I couldn't write fast enough. So grab that pen and paper because she's going to give you a ton of valuable information. I think Carousels are really good too for education. I feel like retail store owners, we underestimate how much we educate our customers and it doesn't matter what kind of store you have. So for instance, the store I have with my sister, we teach a lot of people how to paint furniture or the steps to take to paint 
furniture. And there are a lot of common questions that are asked. So using the carousels to answer those questions, maybe it's like a set of five frequently asked questions. I love carousels for that too, where you're swiping and then you're learning, okay, step one is I need this item. Step two is I need this item and why. Step three is I need this item and why. So I love a good carousel personally. You will get me to swipe through. Exactly. So smart, Kathy. I see you do doing this on Savvy Shopkeeper too. And it does. It's like a good way. It's storytelling, right? So, and that's what these apps really want. All three of them have said, we really want storytelling. So if you can be more of that storyteller, add the value, give the education, that content's going to perform better on any of these three apps as well. Okay. So then moving in, let's talk about stories. So stories is where it's when you sign on to Instagram and you see the bubbles up top and those disappear after 24 hours. So Instagram wants you to be posting six times a day in the stories, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the evening. And I guarantee somebody out loud listening to this just went, what? There's been a gasp. There's been a Crystal's crazy. She's lost her mind. I know what your listeners are thinking, but before you're like, oh no, I there's no way I'm going to do six a day. Just hear me out. Stories are some of the easiest type of social media content. This should be real, raw, in the moment, behind the scenes. You, It does not have to be professionally designed. It does not have to be perfect. You can take a quick photo. You can do a quick selfie. You could do a quick walk and talk. That could take you 10 seconds as you're walking into the store or you're, you're unboxing real quick and you're like, okay, I love these three items. I just have to show them to you real quick. This can be such fast content. And so don't write it off. Try it. Try to post two in the morning, afternoon, and two at night. The reason Instagram wants that is because stories disappear. So they're wanting content on the app in that section all the time. And people, retailers are often like, well, why should I even post a story if it disappears? Well, you want to do it because there's different parts of the app that people are consuming content. They're scrolling or they're going through stories. You want to show up in both areas because if you don't show up, you don't exist. They're going to see somebody else's content. So we want you showing up and that stories are just a really great place to build the relationship, have the humanized behind the scenes content. So really try to leverage, commit to it, see if you could do it for a week. I bet you can. And then just stick with it. Six stories a day. Now, the next thing is they're favoring vertical videos. So, you know, just hold your phone normal and talk into the camera. You know, if you do anything for YouTube, let's say, if you do any DIY demonstration education and you film horizontal videos for YouTube, what you're going to want to do is edit those so they kind of come close in and they're more vertical versus having the black above and below the actual video. They don't want to see black borders. They want vertical video. I think most of us are doing this pretty easy, but just a a good reminder for you. They're also not going to be pushing reels as much. Like you're not going to get as much organic views on your reels if they've got that TikTok watermark or if they've been edited in a third party tool like CapCut, for example. So here's my whole thing on that reels are powerful. We're seeing some really good organic reach on reels. And when you do a a reel on Instagram, it has the opportunity to get in front of people who don't follow you yet. So you can get new visibility on the app. So we definitely want to be doing reels as part of your daily posting. So 
the thing is, is that you don't want your tick, tick reels are basically a TikTok, right? They're short form video content. And so we don't want to post to TikTok, save it, and then go share it over as a reel and have that TikTok watermark. Instead, you can build it as a reel first in Instagram, save it to your phone, go over to TikTok and then upload it over there. That's the better way to do it to avoid your watermarking. And then the other thing I just want to say is that CapCut is one of my favorite editing tools. Like They've got really great templates to make awesome transitions within your reels, just like elevate the reel experience and how it looks easily. So you can still use it. You can test. If you do a reel within the native Instagram app and then you do one with CapCut, is your reach that much different? If it is, you know, then you can make decisions from there. But that's something that Instagram has claimed. Another thing that they wanted to do, three hashtags on your post, but no more than five. So some of us are rejoicing. We're like, yay, I don't have to do a ton of hashtags. You can do up to 30 hashtags on an Instagram post. They don't want you to do, do that. They're trying to prevent people from like hashtag stuffing. You have all these hashtags in there and that content is going to show up for those hashtags, but it might not be relevant because people are just stuffing it with all sorts of hashtags to get that visibility and get seen. So Instagram wants you to have three to five that are really relevant, that do a good job of explaining that content piece to allow that to show up in the search. So it's very relevant type of content when people are searching. I do love this tip because I feel like hashtag stuffing is annoying and burdensome. So I love the idea of keeping it simple three to five. I think that's huge. It's huge. Yep. And that makes it so much easier on us as well. The other thing is they want you to be using some of their features within reels and stories like green screens, polls, or ask me anything. So green screens are really great. You can just choose that filter or it's an effect and then change out what's behind you. So you can show your website. You could show a new blog post. You can show inventory you just got in, new displays, all sorts of things that you're talking about in the background. They love that effect. Also, ask me anything or polls. These are within your stories. They allow for people to engage with your story. They're voting, they're tapping. And when people engage, they're more likely to see what you post in the future. And Instagram likes when people engage with content. So they like that you're using those tools. So they kind of reward that behavior. The final thing I'll say is Instagram said, be a good citizen. So what that means is they don't want you to just post and ghost. They want you to actually post and then comment and then share and engage with other people's content too. So they like to see that you're an active Instagram user. And when you're posting content, they can reward you for that behavior because you are more active versus just pushing out your own content. So those are some of the high-level updates from Instagram. Now we'll move into Facebook. Facebook is not dead, first of all. Can I just say that? Like Facebook still works really well for retailers. And depending on your demographic, like if you're 40 and up, this is a really great place for you to connect with your audience. A lot of retailers are seeing better results here than any other platform. So don't rule it out. It still works. Facebook also wants you to be posting daily, ideally, and they have reels now too. It's a little, depending on how the version of the app that you're using for Facebook, it can be a little hidden on adding your reels. So you don't always, I think a lot of retailers don't realize they could do a reel, but on Facebook. So because they're new 
anything, anytime there's a new app or a new feature on the app, they reward it for you using that. So that means it will get more visibility. It gets more organic reach. So use reels. I recommend doing a couple of reels a week on Facebook. Again, you can make this on Instagram, save it to your phone, go over to Facebook and upload it as a reel. That's going to be the best way to do it. What about pushing it from Instagram? I feel like that option comes up. Is that okay? Is is that still a good strategy? So today as we're filming this, when you do it that way, it pushes it over to Facebook more as the, a video post versus in those reels. And so what I've seen is as you, if you upload it directly to the Facebook reels section, I've seen more visibility that way. Oh. So I would take the extra step and, and hopefully, you know, this isn't an issue in the future, but I would take the extra step today just to upload it directly over there from the Reels perspective. Now, when you're doing your Instagram posting, like on your feed, and if it's not a Reel, it's just a photo or a video, then share that over to Facebook. That's fine. You can do it that way, but the Reels I would upload individually for now. So we're doing these Reels. They're favoring Reels. Facebook, similar to Instagram, they also like you using those engagement stickers like Ask Me Anything or polls in your stories. So we just want to be adding those as well so people can be tapping and voting and engaging on your stories on Facebook. And going back to Reels, they're coming to groups depending on if if any of the retailers have their own group. You might have a VIP shopping group or around a certain interest or your town might have one. Using a reel in the group is going to be a really great way to have your content seen by more of those group members because it's newer. They're going to show it to more people organically. So you can just tell like Facebook's going all in on reels, similar Instagram is too, because they're seeing how successful TikTok is. So that's why they're pulling that through these apps. The other thing is advertising. I mean, this is not new. You could advertise on Facebook for years now. I have an ads agency. We run ads for retailers. Our most successful retailers are running ads because on average, one to 6% of people that like your Facebook page see what you're posting. It's so low. And I know that feels really frustrating. You're like, well, then what's even the point if only one to 6%? And by the way, over on Instagram, it's about 3% of people that like you and follow you are seeing what you're posting organically. So the thing is, is you can advertise to those people that like your Facebook page, just that group. It's a smaller targeted group. They've already said, I like you. I want to get your information, but Facebook's not showing it to majority. So if we just choose that group and we advertise every post just to that group, I call this your most recent ad, your most recent post to the people who like you, you tend to spend a lot less. I mean, we have clients that do this for $30 a a month, basically like a dollar a day. You could do $5 a day. If you're seeing it work, you can add more budget to it. But it's just, you're taking the time to create the content. So pay to have more people see it. These people want to see it because they like your page. And that type of ad performs really well on Facebook. And that's such a great tip because I think retailers are often leery or reluctant to do any kind of advertising through Meta, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. But I agree, it is an effective way to advertise your business. I think another thing too, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like after a week and spending however much money on an ad, 
retailers tend to panic and then they shut them off because they're not quite seeing an ROI. But I feel like it's the long game that you're going for, not the short game. You want to make this a long-term investment instead of just testing for a few days and panicking and then stopping the ad. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that you said that. I think sometimes we want the quick solution, the quick fix, the quick result. And so when we spend some money, you can sometimes see that quick result. I mean, one of our best case studies, we brought on a new store for ads management on a Tuesday, her ads went live. That Saturday, she was having a big clearance sale. And so we were advertising the sale leading up on Saturday afternoon. She sends us an email, all caps that says, we've had, we've crossed over and we've had our best sales in 12 years of owning the store with like a million exclamation points. She was so excited. That happened in six days. You know, I can't guarantee that things will happen that fast. When we work with our clients, we always start with a three-month minimum. Ideally, we keep going, but at that three months, we can hand it over to you or we keep going. We've had clients with us for years. It is the long game. Sometimes you got to do audience testing, creative testing, budget testing. And so this is where sometimes having an agency helps, but you can also learn it and set it up and run them yourself. They're powerful for stores. Okay. Now I'm going to move into TikTok. So I have not seen how, like in any of the social media platforms, a platform that has allowed brands, retailers, individuals grow so fast and sell out a product so quickly, all organically, like without spending any kind of money. It's been really insane. And the reason that's happening is because of the TikTok algorithm. So TikTok has the For You page, and that's where a lot of people scroll. You can follow people and you can you know scroll through the people you follow, but the For You page allows you to discover new content and creators and people. That's where I spend all my time. I don't go to the following ever. I just go to the for you. And so that means that based on my interests and my scrolling behaviors, TikTok's going to deliver me content that it thinks is valuable to me that I would find interesting. I don't have to be following these people. So it's a really great way to get new reach, to get in front of new people And their local algorithm is crazy. Like I travel a lot because I speak. So, you know, I was just in Orlando with you. I'm on Instagram. I'm now seeing news that's happening in Orlando, things to do in Orlando, special offers and places to shop all about Orlando. So it's based on GPS technology through your phone. It's also based on searching. And so if you have a local storefront and you're trying to connect with local audiences, you can absolutely do that organically on TikTok. You just want to, I would recommend saying, hey, if you're in Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, you know, like use the town, use the city name. You could put it in your caption as well. Let the algorithm deliver your content to the right people. It's so cool. So I just have to like, that's my TikTok soapbox. It's working so well. <laughs> I have to so, say, I'm I'm excited about this because as we're recording this, it's still October and this will publish on the Savvy Shopkeeper podcast in the future. But we're doing a TikTok challenge in the group now because there are so many people in the group who want to utilize it. And I have a feeling it's being underutilized. So I love that you're saying this. I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like 
when Facebook started and Instagram started, if you got in early enough, you're going to gain that momentum and get that organic reach. And then that might taper off. So now's the time to really get in. So I love that you just shared that, that it's working well organically. It is. It's so cool. And so one of the things, like I just said, that's working well with with TikTok is the algorithm. So just be strategic on what you're saying. If it, if you are local, you want to drive foot traffic, use your town. If you're trying to sell, you know, items for a holiday, for Christmas, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, say that in your post like and jump right in. I've got five of the best Mother's Day gifts that you're going to love. Number four is my favorite. You know, like just get right to the point, jump in with that hook. That's going to work best with TikTok. And I just have to say for your hooks, if you need help, like how do I start this quick to capture people's attention and stop the scroll? Use ChatGPT. Use AI. Like it can write you those quick hooks and give you some good ideas on how to say it really fast to capture people's attention. So just a little, I'm a big AI ChatGPT fan and that can really help support you creating these videos. So the thing with TikTok, in April of 2023, they launched TikTok shopping. So now you could be doing a video and you could be showcasing an item. And right below, there's going to be this orange, you know, it's orange today, shopping tag that people could click on and it will open up a new screen where they can buy the product right from the app. People and retailers are selling out of items so quick when they're showcasing them, but it's about storytelling. So don't be all like promo and salesy. Like, give the benefits, talk about how all the different looks, all the different ways, teach, add value, like really show up in your content and be a storyteller. And then boom, it's tagged right there. So it's easy for people to buy right in the feed, right in that post. TikTok also wants you to be publishing daily. What we've seen work best is three times a day. Now you could start somewhere with just your one TikTok a day. But what I want you to just know is that TikToks can also, similar to a story, you could just be in front of your phone and you do like a 20 second, 30 second story about something that happened coming in the store today, about a new line you just picked up, about you're getting ready for market. People, it's about, I heard this recently and I love it so much. It's not B2C, business to consumer. It's P2P, people to people. Like, it's all, we just want connection. We want to relate. We want to get to know you. And that's where independents have a, have a benefit over big boxes because you have your, you, you've got your people. So show them, talk, tell stories, peek behind the curtain, like just show up for your people. I guarantee that you could find 90 seconds in your day to do three 30-second TikToks. We overthink it though. We feel like it's got to be so professional and all the transitions and we got to learn the dances and we got to do all these things. No, we don't need to do any of that. We can just talk to your favorite customer, P2P, show up, and TikTok wants to do that daily. Then another new addition to TikTok is carousels. So similar to Instagram where you can swipe through, you can now do that on TikTok as well. So you can upload, you know, let's say 
three, five, seven images. So this isn't even video-based. It's just images. Add a song to it. Add your caption with a hashtag. I would do one to three hashtags on TikTok. And then people can just scroll through your images. So now they can shop. So that also helps if we aren't going to do a lot of video, you can still do images. Just add it as a carousel is what I'd recommend doing. And be sure to add that song too. Finally, what's working so well on TikTok, this is not new, this has been working well forever, is participating in their their challenges or their trends. They'll have trending audio, they'll have trending music, there's trending dances, um, or like different challenges that you see people do. Right now as we're filming this, Kathy, are you do you scroll on TikTok like are you a TikTok user? I am not a ton. I'm more of an Instagram user, but I do scroll okay. TikTok every once in a while. Okay. Are you seeing these stories about Susie and how she starts the video by saying, call me crazy, but I don't like store-bought pesto. Are you seeing any of these? (laughs) Okay. Well, let me just fill your audience in. So there's this girl named Susie and she did this video and she's like, call me crazy, but I don't like store-bought pesto. Well, all these people now stitch Susie's video. So we got Susie saying that at the beginning. And now all these people are like, Susie, that's crazy. So this one time and they're telling their crazy story, but like it's actually really crazy stories where it's not about store-bought pesto. Oh, if you are doing a Susie story, you're going viral. Like there, these people are just going viral because it's trending right now. So that's an example of going, of getting it on a trend. You don't have to get on all of them. If there's something that just makes sense for you, your customers, your store, you can do it. Speaking of trending, at the conference, you shared a resource for trending audio. And I would love for you to share that with my audience so that they can learn about that because I think that's really important. There's two things that I want to ask you is, would you be willing to share that resource? And the second one is about TikTok shops. But let's talk about the resource first because people are going to want to know how can they stay on top of those trends. I have a great resource for you. It's our Instagram account. So Instagram.com slash Crystal Media CO or just search Crystal Media CO. You'll see our logo and the very first highlight. So you've got like our bio information and then you got the bubbles down below. Those are highlights. It says trend report. You can go to the trend report and Steph, who's on my team, every Thursday adds the newest audio or trending sounds. So instead of you going and searching for it all, you can go to our Instagram, see what's going on. And right from there, you can use that audio or that sound for Instagram. So we make it really easy for you. Okay. And then TikTok shops. That's another question that comes up is if I want to connect or have the TikTok shop, that means I have to have a TikTok business account. But then retailers are afraid that they're going to lose access to so much of the trending audio. What do you recommend in that case? Is is it business TikTok account or personal TikTok account? The big question. It's business. So, and here's why. Number one, with a business account, you can run ads, you get analytics. We want insights. We want that information to see what's resonating. And there's a chance that you might want to be 
running ads and and grow your your account that way and your traffic that way. Yes, it prevents you from using some of the trending music and and sounds. Like in the case of Susie, you could still do that because you're just stitching a video. But there's some music that because of copyright issues, it won't let business accounts use it. And so you can get limited sometimes in that case. It's not worth it though to have a personal account and miss out on shops, ads, insights. So you just got to miss out on some of those trends. You could have a personal account as well that participates in some of those that maybe you're using more personally, but it's just not worth it from the business side. Why do retailers feel like if they don't have the trending audio that they can't grow organically? That's a great question. I think because they'll see a lot of virality in those types of posts, they see people just, that's a, that's a really good way to go viral. And so they're like, but I don't have access to that. So I can't go viral, but you don't have access to some of it. Keep in mind with the stitching, with the, with the remixing, with the, they call it duetting on TikTok. And then just audio, not music, audio. When people say things, you can use those too. And those very much can go viral. But I think with the music, and sometimes some of us too are like, like I love to sing and dance. And you're like, I would love to participate in that trend. You know, like it's just like, this would be perfect for my business. So we feel that frustration. But again, it's just not worth it. I would have a business account. Okay. It wouldn't bother me because I don't want to sing and dance. So that's funny. <laughs> okay. So, and th- so those are the updates. That is really, you know, where to kind of focus your attention on the top three. These platforms are really the best for our independent retailers. And again, just test, show up. You got to show up, humanize the content. I say this all the time. I just want retailers to realize that they get the opportunity to talk to their customers every single day on social media. This is not a, I have to, this is a heavy eye roll. No, I'll put it back burner. No, we're in a time where you get the opportunity to connect with your customers every day. This is a privilege. Show up, connect, be there with them. They want to see you. They want to grow with you. And that's a really great way to build a lifetime customer. That is my favorite thing that you shared because we, there's a sense sometimes of entitlement. Like I, you know, why am I not growing? Why am I not getting the views I I'm getting? But really it's a reminder that oftentimes when we're posting that it is organic and it is free and we get to do it. It's such a good yeah. way to to view it instead of feeling it's just something that we're supposed to get because we're posting regularly. It, it is it is a bit of a gift. That's how I viewed social media from the beginning for my store. I'm surprised at how much we grew organically. We would run ads occasionally for events or for workshops when we hosted workshops, but really we mostly grew organically. And I'm grateful for every single follower that we gained just by posting consistently. Uh, I knew I wouldn't talk a lot on this podcast episode because you have so much to share. And I can't thank you enough because I feel like this is a little bit of behind the scenes or that kind of that information that you don't get from other people. So I really appreciate that you were willing to share with my audience. Can you share about the services that you do provide for independent retailers? I'd love to know about that too. 
Yeah, of course. And I am always happy to share. We are happy to help. So thanks again for having me here. You know, we help retailers a few different ways. We've got our show rooted in retail, which I'd love for them to tune in and maybe even be a guest on the show. We have our conference called Evolve. This is an in-person conference that happens in April in Denver, Colorado. The dates for 2024 is April 28th and 29th. It's a transformational business event. Oh my goodness, Kathy, it's so good. Our lineup, our speakers, just the experience is pretty special. And it's so I love the calendar. <gasps> I would love to have you there. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty epic. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do and connect in person with our retailers. So that's called Evolve. And then like I said, we have an agency where we can run Facebook and Instagram ads for retailers. We can also do your local listings for you. And so the easiest thing to do is go to crystalmediaco.com. You can learn about all those products right there. But really booking a call with Pauline, you'll see like if you go to ads, book a call. She talks to all of our retailers. She'll learn about your goals and see what's right for you and just tell her that you heard me here on the Savvy Shopkeeper uh, podcast and we would love to help support you in any way we can. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge, all of your wisdom, all of this information. I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to get published, but if it does publish at the beginning of the year, it's going to be perfect timing because that's usually when people have a, like, they're rejuvenated and ready for a fresh new strategy. So I hope this helps all retailers moving forward into 2024. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. 